please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Welcome to our first installment of our litigation series. We're going to talk will caveats today. We're going to define what a caveat is. We're going to talk about the parties, the caveator and the propounder. And we're going to talk about how it affects you and your family. So what is a caveat? A caveat is essentially a warning or something isn't right. Something's off. Well, that's essentially what it means in a probate case as well. If a will is submitted to probate, and somebody who's taking under that will, or maybe someone who thinks they should be taking, is an heir at law, like a child of someone who passes away, a decedent, then they may challenge a will that's being submitted to probate. And there's a number of reasons why they might, might do that. Two are what we see most generally from our clients who hire us to pursue will caveat cases, or from clients who hire us to defend will caveat cases. The first reason is undue influence. Something's off about the influence that an individual who's taking under the will had around the time a will was made. So let's say that a child uh, moves in with a parent and takes care of that parent, hides that parent away, won't let that parent see other family members, and really begins to have an overbearing and undue influence on the parent. And maybe that parent isn't in the best state of mind. Maybe there's been, you know, diminished capacity, some kind of capacity issue there. And because of that, the child exerts an undue influence on the parent, takes the parent to an attorney's office, sits in on the consult, and really dictates what happens in this will. And at the end, maybe gets everything as the sole heir of the will. As a sibling of that, you know, uh, that child that might have unduly influenced the parent as a sibling, you might want to bring a caveat action against your uh, against that uh, will in that probate estate, saying, "Hey, um, my sister, my brother had undue influence here around the time this will was made, and we're questioning the validity of that will. And the way we're going to question that legally is through the theory of undue influence. Another reason is lack of capacity at the time of the signing of the will." So that's often an issue in a caveat action is that mom, dad uh, lack capacity at the time of the signing of the will, um, that there were medical records, um, you know, that stated that this person was not competent to handle their own personal affairs. Maybe they're not handling their healthcare affairs at the time and there's a will that's signed and put forth in probate in the legal proceeding, which is probate, which passes assets through a will. And maybe a child or other children are saying, hey, when this will was signed, mom or dad did not have capacity to sign that will, did not understand 
what was written in that will and really understand or have the capacity, the capability of understanding what they were doing when they signed that will that may have changed an old will and given things to say one family member or, you know, move things away from other family members as was previously stated in a will when mom or dad absolutely had capacity when that will was signed. Now, the person that brings the action in a caveat proceeding is called the caveator. The person defending the action is called the propounder. Maybe the person that submitted the will to probate and maybe is the executor under the will would be a propounder. There might be multiple people that can align with each side or each party, the caveators and the propounder. So you'll see the families take sides and align. There's an alignment hearing during a caveat proceeding. Part of that is an alignment hearing where we align the parties. We handle will caveat cases on both sides, both for the caveators and the propounders. So taking action or defending a caveat action. What we do is sit down with the family, understand, or our potential client, understand the situation, and then gauge whether there's a legal basis to bring a caveat action or what a defense might be for a propounder in a caveat action. We have experience in caveat actions, and we handle those all the time. And I wanted to talk to you today just a bit about the history or what the definition of caveats are, uh, a bit of the process of a caveat. The court ultimately decides whether the will is valid or not. If the will was not valid, then it would revert, revert, it could revert back to a previous will or version of a will. Or if there was no previous will, it would revert back to the state's will, which are the statutes of intestate secession, which would pass, say, equally, for example, to all children, the assets. If you have a question about whether a will is valid or not, or if you're involved in a caveat action, I would offer a free consult to meet with us and talk about that potential issue or action or legal cause. You can schedule a free consult with us by calling 1-888-999-6600, or you can go online to mcelderlaw.com scheduling to schedule your free consult today. We put off planning till things get slow Tomorrow's never promised today Don't get too busy and let it all slip away Please don't wait till it's too late Call McIntyre Elder Law Foundational planning or more complex We can help when you're perplexed If a loved one needs long-term care We can help avoid some of the scare Please don't wait till it's too late Call McIntyre Elder Law State planning benefits and even probate we take the planning piece off your plate. If you or your spouse were in the military, we can help with benefits for your family. Please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. 